right, Scott. I got a bad feeling about this. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Han Solo. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Can't wait. Let's this is the Bart and Han Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number three, the power hour, just for you in New York, 98.7 ESPN. Alan Han, Bart Scott, Bart and Han, 98.7 ESPN. And joining us right now, uh, just quickly, uh, some news right now in New Orleans. Uh, the Superdome is on fire. And it's a serious fire going on. There's no uh, – the cause of the fire not immediately known, uh, but the, you can see – I mean, there's some photos of it uh, online. Flames coming out of the roof. So we'll keep an eye on that story for you uh, in, in one of, again, the league's, Talk about the league's organiza- most iconic yeah. stadiums. So. Organiz- organization has been hit with yes. a lot of bad misfortune right now. You talk about the eight assistants last week getting – COVID now, you know, dealing well, this, with that area, yeah, they dealing didn't play, with the hurricane. They didn't play their season opener in their building, so uh, something certainly to keep an eye on. We will do that for you. But right now, we are pleased to be joined by New York Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard, uh, who joins us right now. And, and Shep's had a great first two weeks of the season. His numbers are outstanding. Uh, after nine catches, 94 yards against Washington, he's got two games now, 16 catches, 207 yards, and a touchdown as well. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, Sterling. We appreciate you having us here. And, and, and I guess I, I want to begin there, where, where, where you guys are, despite the 0-2, Bart has talked regularly about how he feels like you guys are, are a team that should win the division at 0-2. Is the confidence shook at all? No, not at all. I mean, uh, you look at those games and uh, we're right in them. And uh, I think we're really close as a team. We just got to hone in on some of the small details. I mean, that's what this game really comes down to. Um, everybody's talented in this league. It's going to come down to the small things, and that's what we have to take care of in order to get those uh, get those close calls and those, uh, those W's at the end of the day. You know, how you're just in one with the, you know, the addition of Kenny Galladay, but also the second year within Jason Garrett's offense, is it starting to slow down when you guys can grow the packages? Are everything starting to slow down? Because you're off to a tremendous start. Yeah, I mean, uh, that just comes with being in that offense and kind of uh, understanding what the coaches are looking for and how they want things to look and then being able to add uh, your own little twist to it and add what you do well in your game uh, to what they're looking for. So uh, a little bit more comfortable in there and um, looking to get get some other guys going as well. Saquon's clearly not, not healthy right now, and he, he said as much as him trying to learn how to trust the knee. How much pressure are you guys putting on each other individually to kind of carry his load because he, he leaves a, a huge void in the offense? How much are you guys you know, trying to just kind of allow him to kind of work himself back slowly, but you know, meanwhile you guys try and replace the productivity that he will have in the, in the running game and in the passing game? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we have a lot of playmakers, a lot of guys that we can get the ball in their hands and they can make something special happen. Uh, he's going to continue to get better and better as weeks uh, go on, and um, we got to do our part in helping him out, helping DJ out. It's, it's a collective thing. So, um, yeah, like I said, we're, we're going to we're going to continue to progress. 
as the weeks go on. We just got to figure out how to take care of the small things and uh, continue to take care of the ball as well. That's that's huge for us. And, um, yeah, we're on the right track. Now, you know, we mentioned Galladay, obviously Jason Garrett in the system, and, you know, it's hard not to, you know, bring up what happened on the sideline during the game, which Kenny has already talked about saying it was directed at Garrett. They have talked about it. It's just frustration, which, you know, is obviously that happens when you're not winning. Um, and, and, you know, you you saw it firsthand. You're right there on the sideline. I know Joe, Joe Judge has already talked about it as well, saying he has no issues. There's a lot of passion, obviously, for a team that I think you guys came into this with that offense, with all the talent, all the skilled players you have there, probably high expectations. What, what happened behind the scenes to, to nip that in the bud? Did, 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 did conversations need to be had at that point to make sure that it stayed there? No, I mean, that's that's what this is. This is like a big family, man. I'm, I'm sure all you guys have siblings or um, have family and, you know, things like that happen. Uh, you're going to get frustrated at times, but at the end of the day, we have the conversation, we sit down, we talk about it, and we move forward. And I think that's what point we're at now. We're just moving forward from it. And, um, yeah, that's that's where we are. You know, the last five years, you guys have been 0-2. But last year, you guys responded and almost made it to the, to the postseason. If it wasn't for Philly sabotaging you guys, you guys would have been in the playoffs. You know, how can you guys lean on the rough start last year to try and right the ship earlier to try and get back on the right path to try and get in the postseason? Because like I said, I believe that you guys in this division are the most talented team on offense and defense collectively. How do you guys start looking like it? Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to preparation. Um, the way we prepare and uh, taking care of those small details, that's something that Coach Judge has uh, been, been um, harping on to us uh, as a unit and as a team um, this week going into this Atlanta week uh, is taking care of those small things. Uh, that's what it's going to come down to, and that's what we have to do in our preparation uh, throughout the week. So tomorrow we get a good jump on them and uh, get to watch your film and then uh, really look at ourselves and um, see if we're taking care of everything throughout the week um, to, to correct what, what we did not so well the week before. What's different about you this year? Is there something different about you? Is there a confidence level that's different? Is there a preparation you did differently? Is there something different about you this year that you're already feeling the first two games in? Because you're jumping off the page uh, every time you catch the ball right now. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I think it's just a collective effort. Everybody has to do their part. And uh, I feel like everybody's done a great job at that. Um, the line has been doing a great job protecting Daniel, and Daniel's been putting the ball in the money. And um, I really can't say that I did anything different uh, over the off season. I always train really hard. I always come back in really good shape. Um, I just think being in the second year in this offense, everybody's been able to settle in and um, <clears throat> been able to, to do their part in the best way that they can. Talking with Sterling Shepard, how about Daniel Jones? What is your confidence level in him as your quarterback, and how much chemistry, how much you know, have you developed with him now over these what is now a third year with him? Yeah, I'm I'm super confident in that guy. I mean, uh, you've seen the, these these first two weeks um, and just how he's elevated his game and uh, some of the things that he's learned from past seasons and corrected. Uh, we just got to continue to to do our part around him and get open, uh, protect him, and um, he'll keep he'll, he'll keep making plays like he has. And not even to mention, he's able to to run the ball as well as you could see last week and uh, some of the previous games. Uh, so as long as we all do our do our part, um, Daniel will carve it up. 
Yeah, that's what we're talking about, the improvement, right? Last year he would have failed. This year he stayed up. So that's improvement already. But do you think that um, he surprised a lot of people with his athleticism? Because, you know, usually, you know, when you're able to be able to, to pull it and people aren't respecting his athleticism, it really opens up the running game because now they're going to have to respect I, him. I know what you want to ask The backside linebacker. What? I know what you want to ask him because re- wide receivers are known for their speed. Is Daniel Jones faster than all the wide receivers? He's got up to 21 yeah, miles an hour last year. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, you're not faster than me. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, I've been asked that question a couple of times today. And, uh, no, no he, he's not faster than me, but he's got some wheels on him, though. I tell you what, you guys, you know, had the short it's, – it's always tough to kind of have the – the Thursday night game early in the season because you know, you're you yeah. trying to figure everything out. Now, if you can steal that game, that's a great game because it gives you a bit of a mini-buy. What were you guys able to do, like yourself especially? Were you, were you watching football? Because sometimes when you watch football, when, you, when you're not playing on Sunday, it gives you a greater perspective about how the league is going and maybe getting some tips from watching some of your other peers in your positions. What did you do during, the, during your mini-buy? Yeah, I mean, I, I always have on all the games. Uh, a lot of different situations come up that – uh, may not have come up in the first two weeks, and it's good to just get a jump and be prepared for those situations um, early on. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that's that's my view on it, and that's um, what I do. And then Sterling on top of that, getting my body back. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sterling Shepard joining us right here on Barton Hahn. Why is Joe Judge the right coach for this team? Uh, you know, something that I really love about Coach Judge is this. Uh, it's just – the attention to details and, and the small things because everybody in this league is super talented and um, is capable of winning any, any Sunday. It's going to be the team at the end of the day that takes care of the small details. And uh, that's something that he really, like, we'll go over a full film session of situations that may not even come up in your in your career. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm confident in that if we are in those situations that everybody is prepared for him and everybody knows those situations is because he's able to hit them. So uh, that's something that I respect about him as a, as a head coach and uh, just how he pushes us, man. I mean, um, it's definitely not easy playing here, um, but, you know, you, you have respect for it whenever you see it show up on, uh, on game days. It's interesting you say that. Like it's not easy playing here. What do you mean by that? I mean, just because um, it is different from uh, the the other head coaches that I've had. I mean, um, you know, we'll have a, a little bit of a longer practice. Uh, we're going to use all those full pad practice. We're going to condition after practice. Um, it's it's just different than um, what I've had in the past. But um, you know, it's it, it works though. Now, you guys, again, as Bart mentioned, Thursday night was the game, so you had a couple of days. The bad thing, of course, you also have a couple of days to let a loss like that Thursday, losing that way where he misses the field goal, but because of a penalty he gets a second chance, then he makes it, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's got to be the helpless, most helpless feeling to sit there on the sideline knowing, like, I have no control over this. It, it happens. It, like, what did that do in that locker room, and how many days did it take, or how much time did it take for you to get to get through that, to get over it, because, you know, really you should be sitting one-on-one one and you know it, everybody knows it, but you're not. You're in an 0-2 hole, and so now you got a different type of narrative about your team. Yeah, I mean, you have to have a short memory in this league. Um, can't dwell on the fact that, um, you know, the man made a kick. It, and to be honest, uh, there's a lot of other situations that we could have had. We left a lot of points on the board um, just from the small mistakes, and that's why I've, I've, I've been saying, you know, you gotta you got to really hone in on – some of the uh, the small details in the game, and if we were able to 
capitalize on those, then uh, it would have been a different outcome. So you can't just put it on one kick at the end of the game. There's some other things that we could have done to, to help our chances. But like I said, you got to have a, a, a short memory, and uh, it's, it's on to the next week. Uh, you got to correct some of the things that didn't go so well the week before and, um, and, and keep pushing to get better. Now, one guy that definitely wants to have a memory is you over the first two games of this season so far, looking absolutely terrific in that offense. So, Sterling, keep it going. Thanks so much for giving us a few minutes here. All the best. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, Sterling Shepard. Again, he's having a, a great start to the year, 207 yards, 16 catches. He does have the touchdown against Denver. Uh, and But you got to feel like you lose a game like that on Thursday. I mean – it's you want to get that next, like, yeah. like Bart. How bad? Like sometimes you you want to play. Like, I love that mini buy, but then it's like you lose a game like that. Yeah. Man, get, I got to get to the next game. Yeah, because especially early on in the season, where you're trying to get your rhythm, establish a rhythm. It's hard to establish a rhythm because you're not playing. So you're trying to figure out, hey, let me go watch some football, see what's going on. So because you can I learn a lot. Watch, I wouldn't want to watch a game. I'd be so frustrated. Well, no, you want to watch other people play because you can learn from their mistakes, right? Because all at right. the end of the day, we all are fans of the game. And you lost on Thursday, Sunday comes around. You want to kind of figure out what's going on. You know, if you're the Washington football team, you're feeling good because you were able to win on a short week. So it's a mini buy from you to get back healthy. Unfortunately, they lost. Well, they already had lost their their starting quarterback. But uh, they can get some guys healthy and try and get get right because they feel like they're playing with a plus one, mm. right? You know, when you lose that game, it's yeah. it's like the agony of defeat, right? Oh. It's, it's the thrill of victory when you're on the other end. But it hangs over you. Yeah, for it does a lot for long. Long. yeah to and get to that Sunday again to get the Sunday again, and then and then the dumb practices, right? Because the oh, coaches yeah. say, "Come get a lift," and then he wants to see you around the building. He's like, "I'm around the building. You ain't even gave us a game plan th- yet." I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. But what did you what did you think of what he said though about playing for Joe Judge? He's, it's he's, not for everybody, man. He like, spoke positively, but he did make it clear. Yeah, like it's it's not easy to play here. Yeah, because I mean, of how hard that you are pushed. Yeah, and this is the thing, right? This is where Joe Judge is, right? They've been working hard, and he has you know the the, the little idiosyncrasies that he has specifically for himself, like in his team and his program, running out the practice. Nobody does that, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you're responsible for your conditioning. You know, for me, I always my personal. Um, my personal feelings about you know conditioning after practice, like don't punish me because my teammates isn't being a professional. I don't want to have to sit up here and have to run when I'm taking care of my body doing what I need to do. I don't. I shouldn't be having to do extra because you don't know what I do outside of here. Mm-hmm. And then this is stopping me from being able to do the extra that I have to do. Like you know, some people don't like that. Some people do. That's why you heard a mini revolt. You know, most Patriot assistants do that all the time. But to me, I feel like you're babysitting me. You're not treating me like an adult. I just feel like when he talked about the attention to detail, we, we haven't seen it because the team hasn't been very disciplined. So, right. again. So, so that's the key, right? When you, when you talk about that, that's the key, right? Because you can get away with this, but eventually the winning has to, has to, has to follow it, right? Because if I'm doing all these things and the winning doesn't follow, then I have to question you know, what we're doing here and how we're going about business because maybe it's not the right thing. So he's still in the newlywed phase, right? And he has a lot of veteran guys, guys that have been to other places and seen how other things are done. That's why sometimes early on and if somebody's new tender as a head coach they have to get rid of some guys because some guys no matter what will never you know buy into like look man like I'll, I'll, I'll sit up here and I'll get on this line and I'll run but I'm not about to be killing myself running this line if you expect me to kill myself in practice because if that's the case I can either run hard in practice or save some so that I can work do this conditioning test why would I go and empty the tank at practice yeah. knowing that I got to do conditioning so like that's like people are like oh well, well you should want to be in shape like guys that need it usually do it on their own 
own. Like, but if I feel like, oh, oh man, let me, it's, it's like two minutes or is this, I'm going to save myself, right? I'm going to say, you know what, man, I got to do this conditioning. I'm not going to look foolish running the conditioning when everybody watching, but people don't know I've been going 110% when everybody else been kind of cruising and practicing at, at their own little slow pace. Yeah, I understand that. And, and again, when you see where they are at 0 2, it really should be 1 and 1, regardless of what you think about the kick and the penalty and all that other stuff. It's, it's got to be frustrating for them. He has had a good start. And Sterling Shepard, again, he joined us on behalf of. Tied, so we appreciate him and them for that opportunity to talk to him about again Kenny Galladay and that whole situation on the sideline. A lot of frustration with the Giants, but still a lot of season left with that extra game. It has to change a perspective at zero and two. We mentioned it. Joe Judge did reference, did acknowledge what went on with Galladay and his, I guess, his anger towards Jason Garrett on the sideline of that game Thursday night. Joe Judge talked about it in his press conference. Look, I'd say in terms of you guys asked me the night about Kenny, like there was no argument on the sideline. There was no him versus Daniel or anything of that nature. Um, look, this is a guy that's you know in the heat of the moment. You speak very passionately. You know, you kind of speak with some emotion. I speak with emotion on the sideline. Uh, there was no blow up or anything that was being made of it. But I understand sometimes perception may be what they are. But like I said the other day, like there's no issue there. There's no issue there, Bart. There always is passion. There always is that kind of you're going to get that kind of intensity. How do you feel about it? Because as much as you know, boy, that's a bad look. Yeah. I also don't mind, though, that I know that you care. Like, I don't mind seeing the yeah. anger because I don't want you just being apathetic if we're losing or we're not playing uh, at the level we should be playing. Now, they scored 29 points in the game, but I don't mind yeah. seeing passion early in the season because it shows me that you care, but you also don't want it to... Yeah. turn into something worse, which is a fracture of the team. Well, I don't want your emotion, your anger to be about you. It can't be some selfish anger. It can't be about, man, I was open. Like, see, me, 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 me. This yeah. is a team. Like, you know, maybe it was time for somebody else to get the ball. It can't always be about you. It's going to be times where the quarterback misses a throw. Are you perfect? Do you do you have all pluses on your grade-out sheet? Or do you have MEs, loafs, where you could have go a little faster? So let's not be criticizing other people when there's plenty of times you can point the thumb at yourself. Right. 800 919 is the number. We'll get some calls rolling here in a couple of minutes, but apparently uh, David in Brooklyn doesn't want to talk Giants. He wants to get mad at you about something. Oh, please. David? What you got, Hello? David? What yes. Else? Hey, I, I, I'm so glad I'm talking to you right now, Bart. I love you, Bart. You, man, you make my day. But I got to say something right now. I was just listening on simulcast, and I'm hearing, uh, uh, what's his name, Carlin, talking crazy right now about... Who's uh, Carlin? Yes, Carlin talking crazy. You mean Alan Hahn? Troy Bryan you, and, you mean, and, and Aaron Rodgers. Like, you, as if Aaron Rodgers just, oh, he beat the Detroit Lions. Who, who are they? Like, he said that Alabama could beat the Detroit Lions. Uh, this I, is, I, oh, because Carlin wow, is wow. on the national broadcast. Oh, okay, so, so gotcha. David, David was still yeah. picking up. Oh! Got it. So we're only, we'll be on national in another week Hun. in New York at the same time. We have one more week of where we're just exclusively in New York funny. for this hour, just so everybody understands okay, what's gotcha. going on here. Okay. So what David's saying is that Carlin, much like you, yeah, were saying that Aaron Rodgers' performance last night, we can't get. Let's not go. Let's not overreact. Let's not go crazy. He didn't play the Detroit Lions. Yeah, of course, he didn't play the Vars. Now saying Alabama could beat the Detroit Lions is extremely disrespectful. It can be close. Come on. It'll be close. It could be close. It'll be close. It, it will. It'll be close. You know what we call that call, guys? My bell. I got the ill communication. My bell. The ill communication. My bell. The ill communication.
I said it twice. You couldn't get the words right? Me? Have you seen that by myself? No, no, I was laughing, man, because I know that's a throwback, man. I tell, but you know what? Listen, listen. That is Detroit, a throwback. I like that. Detroit is a team in its developmental process. They're developing their program. They have a first-year head coach. Listen, we're talking about the standards of the Green Bay Packers, who were thirteen and three last year, and thirteen and three the year before. Has an MVP quarterback. Of course, they should beat the Detroit Lions. They've always beat up on the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Who doesn't beat up on the Detroit Lions? What I want to see is can they do that against their nemesis next week, right? When they go against the San Francisco 49ers, who the year before beat the brakes off of them, not once, not twice, once in the regular season, once in the playoffs and bludgeoned Aaron Rodgers. So I want to see that, right? Because, listen, the, the expectations is if this is the last dance, what happened in the last dance? Oh, they won the championship. Yeah. I don't know what I'm seeing from a defensive standpoint. Listen, all well, teams. Well, Aaron Rodgers, that's the part that should concern you more than your offense. You right. know you can control what's going on right, on that right. side of the ball. He you have some playmakers. Right. And, and Bakhtari will be back at some point later on the season. Yeah. But the defense? Yeah. The defense is a work in progress. That kid, understanding that, that they're King learning. Gets picked on, man. Yeah, Kevin King. Yeah, yeah, you, and that's what I'm saying. So, like, I, I want to see like because last I know that they, when they went against um, the Saints, they got beat. So, listen, it's it's levels to this, right? Expectations is is something else. Like, just like if the Giants win this week, I'm not going to be ecstatic. I mean, they're playing the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. Well, you, it, again, supposed to win, so it win, be, so yeah. get the win. The Falcons are rebuilding. And you could you're argue well, win we should division. be two and one. All right, that's fine. But there's still there's more time left in this season. But you're right again for the Packers again coming up. It, it's now that that's out of the way. The Lions and Monday night, and you get that whole Aaron Rodgers is back moment. Yeah, yeah. Now you got the 49ers and you got the Steelers. Right, you got you know some legit teams there um, in the next couple of weeks to see where you really are. Yeah. and how we really can gauge you. This is ninety eight point seven ESPN. Before we get to the calls. You asked the question yesterday. You were actually demanding answers as early as Sunday. Um, was it pregame? Right? It was on the pregame show you guys heard? Yeah, pre-impulse. I know post you went nuts, but pregame I think yeah. is when you found out, right, that he was going to be a healthy scratch. Denzel Mims, the second-year wide receiver for the Jets. Yeah. You wanted answers. You wanted the truth. Well, Robert Sala was asked the question on his weekly appearance on the Michael K. Show yesterday, and I, I want to see what you think of his Response: His explanation on why Denzel Mims did not even get on the field, even dress for the game on Sunday. Throughout football, and it's linebackers, corners, wide receivers. When you're one of the first three, it's all defense. Like it's or defense or offense depends. So let's go wide receiver. You, there's five guys up on game day. The the top three guys are offense. The fourth guy is going to be a mixture, but he's mainly going to be. He's, you're going to lend more towards offense. And then the fifth guy has got to be a special teams guy first. And um, and you look at the guys who are active in terms of what they've been able to produce. And, they're, you know, you got Corey Davis, you got Elijah Moore, you got uh, Braxton Berrios, who is a, a major contributor in the slot, uh, which is a completely different position than what would be asked of, uh, of Denzel. You got Keelan Cole, and then you get to that fifth spot. And it's like, well, all right, where are we going to go with that? And and if you look at what Jeff did yesterday, and you know he was our, he's our starting gunner, which is a critical role on special teams. Well, there you go. Who's the gunner? Cole or, or Jeff? Jeff? Jeff Smith. Yeah. So Jeff Smith is what. 
Come on, man. You're like, about, you, you don't like this explanation? Bro, I can He's coach. Putting a, he, wait, wait, wait. You know how I many people you He's can coach putting up? value into special teams. It just didn't have to get on the field much because why? The quarterback threw the ball to the other team too yeah, many times. Why, why, why did the quarterback throw the ball to the other teams? Because guys can't get open too. Decisions. Yeah, but they can't get open too. And the ball going through their hands. All of them wasn't on him. How about put a guy out there that's sure-handed? A guy that right now is batting 1,000 with one reception for 40 yards with only one attempt. He ain't dropped nothing yet. And he's a guy, listen, no, listen, no, no, come on, man. I, uh, Jeff Smith ain't going to be up just because he can run down on, uh, as a gunner. I'm sure I can find – it's a lot easier than find somebody that can be a good gunner than it is to find somebody that can be a good wide receiver, so, a dynamic wide receiver, somebody that can stretch the field, somebody that's 6'2", 215, 4'3", 40, that can – even if he's not catching the ball, he's a threat because he's going to dictate coverage because he can run past people, because he can get off the line of scrimmage. And let me tell you something. If Elijah Moore is so great and everybody's supposed to know all the positions, then put Elijah Moore in the slot and say, okay, well, Berrios, we won't have you up because we'll put Elijah Moore there. And he's supposed to be the dynamic player, right? He's the guy that was the, 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 the talk of the, of the postseason or the, or the preseason and the training camp. Well, let him return the punch that Braxton Berrios is. Put Braxton Berrios down. I, okay, even if you keep Braxton Berrios down, I'm not putting Jeff Smith in there because he can run down a gunner. I can find it. Every DB I know that does that. Every DB I know do, does that, right? Every uh, safety can do that. Most receivers can do that. I can find somebody else to replace Jeff Smith in his five snaps at gunner slash none at receiver. Well, maybe they feel like he's the best they have at it, and they want to put some emphasis on well, special good, teams. Well good, well, good luck with that. And, and I'll just watch those, your receivers drop balls and not make big plays for their quarterback. So I'll do, well, let's do that. Let's what, do that. What could it possibly be? They look at a kid and they think, he's talented, but we just don't want to play well, him. because one, one, they might not like his personality. Two, they may not think his body type and his skill set fits their system. What does that mean? That means if you look at the, the, the wide receiver that was in San Francisco, where they came from, they had run-after-the-catch guys. They yeah. had Anquan Bolden type of guys. Mims mm-hmm. is a Robbie Anderson type of guy. It looks like it's working out for Robbie Anderson, going straight and doing vertical and going one route. How about Darius Slayton in this town? You think he knew all the routes? No, but he could stretch the field, and what does that does? That opens everything up for Sterling Shepard. They would have won it, a game, but yeah, but it lets everything. It, let, it opens everything up for for Shepard, for Galladay. You need that speedster right there, and he's the speedster. Like, hey, why don't you take the little dude instead of putting him out there where nobody can see him and put him in the slot? I mean, what are you going to do when Jamison Crowder comes? So if that's the case, he's never going to get on the field. That's right. It's so, this, so, so what's the point? Well, it's pretty clear he's not going to get on the field. So what's the point? You have Crowder, you have Davis, and then your third guy's going to be your, I, your and, first round pick. And, and, and I will argue this. And this, second, Corey, second round pick. This, this Corey Davis included. The only one on there that I can guarantee to myself that's better than Mims is Jameson Crowder. Like talent-wise, it's Jameson Crowder. You you can say whatever you want. But there has to be look. You talk listen. To people t- don't over tell there. me what, what don't tell, don't tell me what you can't do. You, tell me what you can do. You talk to people over there. What do you listen? Hearing? Listen. Why? I don't I don't go into personnel stuff. Uh-huh. Right. You know what I mean? Like oh he was behind because he started late. Well he y'all did he, listen. He tried to eat healthy. It sure seems it sure seems like that's a big part of this. So he missed OTAs. He missed mini camps. Man, bro, you don't think he can? You don't think you can go out there and tell him go to X or go to Z and run a go route, run a comeback? You don't think you think it's that complicated? I'm going to flip it on you. Do you think they look at him and think he could play, but we just don't like him? I mean, you're trying to win, and you got a young quarterback that you need the best he could throw to. If he's that good, as good as you say, why wouldn't they find a reason to put him out there? You got to give him a chance to show him that he's that good. You got to get opportunities. What happens is when you're not somebody's favorite, you mess up, or it don't you, matter. I, I, you know, you, 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 you act like people don't play the, like the best players play. 
It don't work that way. In this situation? It don't work that way. In this situation? It don't work that way. You got guys that are your guys. How many times have we looked at quarterbacks and things of that sort? We're like, man, this other guy's better. He should be playing. But, man, how am I going to explain to the boss that this dude's a first-round draft pick and he can't play? How many times have we seen the guy that we know is a fourth-round draft pick that they, they can't get on the field, but every time he get on the field, he do something special, mm-hmm. but he can't get out there? Right? When you, when you come in the league the way I did – you don't, you don't get the opportunities, right, to be able to get better because you don't get coached up. Because guess what? If you make a mistake, you get to the back of the bus. Meanwhile, you watch other people in front of you make mistakes all the time. Didn't Corey Davis drop two passes? Didn't he tip one, basically, that went for an interception? Mm-hmm. So don't, don't he have some, some of the blame? Yeah. Like, so, so if I can't – I, I, I really I, wish I'll he would ne- come I'll out and I'll talk ne- more about never be, the two mistakes he's made in the care, first two I don't weeks. care what you do. He'll never, be a, he'll never be a better gunner than Jeff Smith. You want to know why? Jeff Smith has to be a great gunner because he can't play receiver as good as Mims. That's why. He's it's, a second-round draft pick. He's not a bum. No, I know. I, I, and I'm not just saying just because he had second year. Everybody was very high on him. When he was healthy, he was on the field. All he did was catch passes and produce. High point the ball, big target. They don't have a lot of big targets over there. No, they don't. James Crowder, micro mini pimp. Elijah Moore, micro mini pimp. Berrios, micro mini pimp. This dude's 6'2". That gives you something that you don't have. It's not always about the receivers. It's about the combination of how the pieces work so together. You're saying this is system, not anything else. And he won't say it's system. He's I mean, just we're, saying we're, we're Rex he's, came, just, when Rex he's came here, numbers battle. When, when, when Rex got here, he got rid of Abe Ebram. He got rid of, uh, I forgot, uh, Ellis. I forgot his name, Ellis, because he, he was a two-gapper. right? He was in Mangini's system. And Rex wanted somebody that wasn't a two-gapper, somebody that was more of a, a penetrator for his system. I understand that. But when you got somebody second round, you can't trade him. What can you get for Der- Denzel Mims right now? Right now, nothing. He ain't never proved nothing. But right. we know we know that his talent is off the walls. So once again, if if, if this doesn't work out because he's not in the right place and he, and he gets buried in a depth chart mm-hmm. and eventually he leaves, we'll be saying the same thing we're saying about, about just, Sam Darnold. Man, that dude, that dude started on the Jets. We'll be saying the same thing we say about Darren Wallace. Darren Wallace for a different reason. What because he could, Danny, Danny, uh, Danny um, who's the, the little running back that went to the Patriots and was just great. D- Danny Woodhead. Woodhead, yeah. We'll be saying the same thing about that. Jeez. Oh, man, why, man. Because guess what? Bill Belichick did what? Found out what he did good. And he utilized it in their system, and he killed wanna, us. I, he killed. How many right times now, did Danny Woodhead kill us? I don't want to believe this because this this is stupid. If, well, listen, if, if you should believe, you should accurate, believe anybody. You should believe make me because I won't lie. I listen. I got no reason to lie. I, I didn't say you did. I'm just saying it just doesn't make sense. Eight hundred nine nine three seven seven six. Owen is he in should New be York. playing. Owen. Yo, let me tell y'all, man. Y'all know y'all the best, right? Y'all the best. Bart, the way you break things down is like you read my mind. This uh, Jameson Crowder, I believe he's the best receiver in the league, in, in, on the team. Yep. On top of the fact that, like, everything you said was absolutely on point. I just don't understand it. I'm just going to let you know, as a Jet fan, it's very, very frustrating. It really is. It really is. hundred um, percent. I'm, 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 I'm really, hearing this and I'm getting frustrated because I listened to Robert Sala yesterday. Tell give me, me Give me a thoughtful response. And I thought, all right, well, that okay. seems to make sense. And then Bard's flipping it on me. And I okay. don't want to believe the Jets okay. still operate Tell this way. This. I, I don't know this, but if somebody out there can do the research, how many special team plays did Tevin Coleman play? So you mean to tell me if Mims is a better option than Tevin Coleman and you still got Carter and you still got Johnson, why do you need three running backs? It's not like they got 30 carries apiece. So what? So what are you talking about? You could have kept two live. You could have kept two running backs live and put and kept an extra receiver because that extra receiver can score and hit his head on the goalpost in one play. So what? Like it's it's like the value, right? Like if you like because Tevin Coleman, how many carries he get? Five. 
So you mean tell me those five plays is more than better a quality, more quality than what you could have got out of Mims, who could have gave you a better target? Then so sit down one of those you running need the backs. Extra receiver Be- or the extra running back though, just in case. Why? One receiver, what 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 you mean? But you're, you're talking you about got three. An extra receiver versus the extra running back. You got three. What if one got hurt? Then you got one. But I mean, okay, how many how many running backs the how many running backs did uh Dallas have up? Pollard and well, they Zeke. Used two. Yeah, they use they use them exclusively. Right. My point. So like like if if you can get more value, Tevin Coleman gave you nothing. Coleman had no special team snaps this season yet. Thank, yeah. thank you. No special team snaps. What's his value? Five set five carries. That's 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 a bang for your buck. Five carries. Twenty four snaps offense this season. So that's thank you so much. Well, so what's his value? When Mims gave you one for 40, Mims got one play, and he got more yards than this kid gave you the whole time. And neither one of them played special teams. About 17% is what the value is. The Jets are staring down the barrel of an 0-4 start. With the Broncos and the Titans, the next two opponents. Staring down the barrel. You might want to get some easy scores. You might want to get some easy scores. Because then you play the Falcons, who don't look extremely competitive, but... Yeah, against Tampa, they was competitive today. For a half, yeah. No, but, this would, no, this went well oh, into no, the Tampa, fourth quarter. Tampa, yes, yeah. This yeah. went well into the fourth quarter. It was like some some interceptions. Yeah, Matt, and Matt stuff. Ice had a little magic going for a little while there. You're right, um, but then then it's the Patriots again. You know, it's like this. You're staring down the barrel of a the team very, are playing bad, very man, but like precarious it, start to the season. And and what they're telling us. Based on what Joe Douglas said at the start of the season, based on what Robert Sala has been saying every time you hear him on the K Show or on the podium, kind of saying the same thing of where they are right now, development wise. Listen, they I'm, know what they've got. They've got the youngest team in the league, listen. and what you're saying is one of the younger players on the team should play, regardless. He should play because what are you really playing for? And I guess that's the point you should be making. You're making football points like what you're making has to do with like logic and strategy and I'm looking at it this way you're the youngest roster in the league you're the youngest team in the league and you know what you are this year a development group with a young quarterback that needs to learn right so if you're doing that if you're making decisions based on the young quarterback is going to make mistakes and we're going to live with them there's no safety net there's no Mike White's not coming in the damn game, okay? If he throws five interceptions, he's still not coming in the game. We learned that on Sunday. If that's the point, then Bart, that's why your argument makes sense. Because if you're going to say one out of fifty-three matters more, because we got to get this kid where he belongs, then what are you saying at wide receiver? Well, we spent all this money on, on Corey Davis. We got it. We got to play him. Okay, fine. But. Where else okay. are you going? Like, what else so are you going to do? Play young players. And here if we go. Everything's being emphasized on the young quarterback. And here we go, right? Here we go, right? Jameson Crowder. That's my point. Jameson Crowder. If this ain't about right. winning, right. then why are we making decisions about winning everywhere else? If it's about developing, right? Because guess what? Jameson Crowder won't be here next year. They, they asked him to take a pay cut. Might not be right. here at the, right. at the end of the season. Right. They asked him to take a pay cut. So he's not long for the job. Denzel Mims is in the, the year two of a four year contract. Right. So. He's going to be here, so why not develop him? It I, makes no sense. Tevin Coleman ain't going to be This dude's been in Atlanta for a long time. He's in San Francisco for two years. Like He's a running back that's been injured, blew his layout. He's not here for a long time, so why not put him down? He should be able to come off the bench cold. He don't need to be developed. He's a veteran. Let Mims develop as a wide receiver. As I said, I, I want to believe the head coach. I really do because I like him, and I feel like he's, that, he's the kind of guy. That's, I mean, he shouldn't be here – 
to completely BS us. He shouldn't. He has his reasons. Maybe he doesn't want to put all of them out there, but he's got his reasons. But if, they, if, they, if, if I'm going to make the argument for you, which you've made on a football, you're making it from the football side. I don't think this is a football decision. I think this is, there's something else to this that we just don't know about. And we're probably not going to know about until he's either gone or he's playing again. It could be a conditioning thing. It could be a you know catch up on the system thing. It could be on. Uh, you think Quinn Williams was conditioned? Listen, man, I'm telling you, I don't know what it is, but they don't have a better option than Quinn and Williams. They feel they have better options right now than Denzel Mims. So until you're ready to play, you're not going to play. He just might be behind because of all the time and weight that he's missed. That's the only logic I can associate he to this. He's been back for two months. What are you talking about? How much time do you need to miss? He been out. He what you talking about? Let me tell you something. I'm sure he can run straight. Sure, he can run a bang eight. Sure, he can run a comeback. Completely. Sure, he can run an orb route. How did he look in that one route that he ran for 40 yards that he took all the way to the end of the damn game to even get in the game? With that in mind, just keeping it real, man. I'm too dumb to lie. This is 98.7 ESPN. So, Bart, the Yankees won yesterday. After getting outscored 22-4 to in the previous two games. Still in it. Beat a team they're supposed to beat after getting smoked by a team they're supposed to beat. They continue to play teams they're supposed to be before. Now it becomes real when you got the Blue Jays and the Red Sox teams you are actually trying to catch or, or overcome in the standings just to get the wild card. That's the reality of where we are right now. But I'll tell you what. This is the kind of thing when you talk about the DNA, that DNA speech by you, hmm. when you talk Giants, really it, it, it's for everyone. It really is. It's for everyone. And you know, just watching this Yankee team, there's something missing. I don't care, you know, where they are. I don't care. Half game out, whatever it is. I don't care. There's still something missing. Even if they do get in the wild card, there's something missing. And it kind of like, it's a bit of the, 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 what you hear coming out of that clubhouse. Take a listen to Aaron Judge. Asked about, you know, their chances to make the playoffs now with some big games coming up with, by the way, Ain't nobody going to these games, man. Mm. Building was like empty. Like it's just you know you just where's the enthusiasm? They don't believe you. Kind of lose losing a little bit of that sizzle. And so listen to Aaron Judge, the leader of this team, talking about the chances to you know their chances. What does he think of their chances to get in the postseason? Oh, we feel great. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we got games against Boston, Tampa, Toronto, you know, the next couple of weeks. And, you know, I, I like where we're at. You know, I wish we were in a different spot, but, you know, that's where we're at right now. And it's all in our hands. You know, we go out there and take care of business and do what we need to do. You know, we're going to be where we want to be in October. You know, it's it's that simple. You know, no, no other way to put it. I mean, I like where we're at. <laughs> I, mean, I, get, I guess in comparison to where they were. Where, no, this is no. They're out of the wild card. Like they're chasing now. That's I wouldn't like where I'm at. I'm outside now. Then he adds that. Well, I'd rather be in a better place. Of course you would. But what is it like? I like where I'm at compared to who? Baltimore. Mm. You know, like what? What is what? what I get. He's trying to stay positive. That's always been his thing. It's just come on, man. Like, <laughs> like how about this? Here, here, here. Aaron Boone. Like you would think your mentality has to be: we got to win every game. Every game, yeah. right? Listen to Aaron Boone on that. No, I mean, I'm looking at it as we got the Rangers and Dunning starting tomorrow and Monty going and let's we got to go play well. 
Uh, you know, that's my my biggest thing right now is I want us to play well. And if we play well, the results will take care of themselves. And, um, you know, they're, they're obviously all really important right now. Um, but it's about us going out and playing well behind Monty tomorrow. That's the mentality. One game at a time. How do you feel about that? I, I hope that maybe to the team he's really pressing a sense of urgency where they are the moment because he has to know that it isn't going to be good things that happen if they don't make the postseason. The first place they're going to point is him. Bart, no you matter got, if he's you got 11 games left and six are against teams that you're trying to beat to get a wild card. Six of the 11. Right. You, you, yeah. You, yeah, we got to win every game. Yes. Yeah, because if you don't, <laughs> those are the people in front of you. Is that why you don't say no? no? Is that why I don't say yeah, of course? Right? Because he's seen his team basically get smoked by the Cleveland Indians these last two, day, two games? Like, is that why? Is there a lack of confidence there? Because I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, we got to win every game. Every one. Like, you could say, well, it's not must win. It might not be must win. You got to get every one you can get. But I mean, come on, man. Your 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 morale is low. It's I very mean, low. The energy in this whole studio just, just dropped down, when you said, "Yeah, like we, we had fun today." And, and I finished talking Yankees, and I'm just right. Like I'm at yeah. that point. I am at the point now where you know, like you know, the kids' book, "Good Night Moon." Like yeah. I, I'm at. I'm like I'm ready to do my "Good Night Moon" for the Yankee season. You know, fat ladies warming up. Like, like, Ruben, like, Stutter, Ruben Stutter's drinking honey. Good night, runners in scoring position. Good night, double steal. Good night, routine ground balls and pop-ups to the freaking catcher. Good night. Good night, the warrior enters Sandman. Good night, Frank Sinatra. You know, all that stuff. Good night, white whale. Go about the Kraken? Good night, Chapman's fastball. It's a Kraken still there? Good night, calculus. All of it. <laughs> Good night, savages in the box. I'll take, you off, I'll take you off ice cream, man. Good night. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted by this. Seriously, I'm just. Good night, good night, Andrew, uh, Adam Gase, looking like Gallo. Like every time that dude is now at, at the plate, I can't get out of my head. Laser beams. <laughs> it's Adam Gase. Like that's what it is. This is good. That's it. We can't, we can't end on. I no. legit am just. I'm good night with all this, all of it. Yeah. Good night, Glaber, uh, are you are you waiting for the, are you waiting for training camp to open for the um, all of it? Waiting for Brooklyn because it's just this this Next. has this has fizzled this whole thing has fizzled. It's just been a tease since 2017. A tease, just whatever it is that you feel good about. It's still literally not good enough to beat the lowest payroll or one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. Tap. It's not good enough. Yeah. So how do you? How can you possibly buy into something like this? Can't hey, you him. can't. Can't beat him. Join him. You go, can't. Go. Even even Garrett Cole now. Even Garrett Cole had to have a bad day, you know, and get booed. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So that's it. That's it. This is my good night moment. What's that unfair? It's my good night. Yeah, he had, he had one stinker. No, no. I, look. Well, yeah. there it is. He's been. Did they great, just right? say? Did he really just say? Major disappointment. He. I'm not taking that away from him. He's going to have a bad game. It just was at the worst possible time yeah. against a team that really you shouldn't have a bad game against. It happened. It's unfair, but it happened. He had to get booed, whatever. It just sucks that it's right now. I'm just saying overall, where they're at, the best is it crazy for me to say the best thing that can happen to this team is they don't 
getting into the wild card because yeah. then it forces you to make decisions. Oof, sir. Or, you know, because it's you never, you never know, as we saw with 13 straight games, maybe they get in and they just get hot again and they just make a run and then this is all for naught. You never know is always the thing that has to hang over you with this team because on paper, the talent is there, Bart. It's there. But you just don't see it enough. They are the most maddeningly inconsistent team. They are, like I said, the biggest disappointment of any team in New York because they should be better and they're not. Drives you crazy. So is it better that they don't get in? Because it forces decisions to be made. It forces you to acknowledge the fact that maybe, just maybe, this ain't working. Yeah. They miss They miss a DD. They need a DD. Well, again, that's guy. DNA. You go back to the DNA yeah. thing. They need a DD. You're missing guy. something. You know, but I got judge telling me that, you know, you feel good about where we're at. Do you? Do you really? You feel good? Is that what you're telling your fan base? Feel good where you're at? Because nobody feels good about this. Nobody. You want somebody to come out and be honest? Yeah, like, that'd yo, be we, great. Yo, we got to win the whole damn thing. We, we got to do it this. All. We got to get it right. on the line. We're going to have a sense of urgency. Yeah, yeah. We got to go out there and perform. Yeah, we're the damn Yankees. But then people people we're not supposed that. to be. We're not supposed to be looking on the outside, looking in on a wild card two, on WC2. That's what we're doing. <laughs> That's the Yankees. <laughs> this is who you are. Oh. That's my point, Bart. That's my point. Stop patting us on the head and telling us, yeah, I don't know, it's going to be fine. It's all good. Stop doing that. So, can, yeah. Can we go out with, good the, night, uh, th- can, with the thunder, with the thunder? No, and it's, it, it, no, it's the 21st night of September, right? Uh, the, the 21st night, night of September. September. You got it right. This is 98.7 ESPN.